Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. All right, I'm getting started a little bit early for today's episode, or way earlier than planned, like a, about an hour early. And the reason is simple. There was a rather unfortunate situation that happened. And I needed to give it some coverage. I was really not happy about what I saw. I'm going to do the best I can to break it down. And I feel like I needed to do it because I've covered it as a project before. So I'll get to that. Let's go ahead and crank through some numbers real fast. And we'll start with Coindesk.com. Of course, I use uh, Coindesk as my measure. And I look for uh, trends and see where we're the momentum, movement, price shift, starting usually with Ethereum. And zoom out to the month chart and significantly more green than red. A low of 1877, a high in 1966, which is stable. That's generally stable. There's not a significant uptrend. Pretty stable. XRP is going on a minor run. I wouldn't call it a great run, but it's going on a minor run right now. It's up about 6%-ish, low of 73 cents, high of seven, just shy of 79 cents with a strong upward trend. So, XRP is certainly on strong benefit, but I do think that what's happening there is just fresh off of the ruling and Gary Gensler taking an L in court. I think that just caused people to just jump into it. I don't think it will last. Bitcoin's momentum is going down. It's not like trending down. It's momentum is going down, as in it's not able to sustain. So it's above the 30,000 mark again, but it's not able to hold the line strong. A low of 29.5, a high about 32, so 30, you know, 200. So with Bitcoin not being able to hold a line, it just tells me we're not, we're certainly not at a bull for sure, but we're also not at the upward pressure that we had just shortly ago. And anybody that listened to my last episode here at CryptoTalkRadio.net heard me say at least, I don't think we're at the bull run and I think we're going to go back down and hopefully you're seeing what I said was the truth. And I knew it contradicted what a lot of YouTubers were doing and saying it just i'm not calling myself perfect i go off sentiment i go off what i see and i 
just call it and say, this is what I'm feeling. And hopefully you're following along and kind of seeing the same pattern because I want you to learn how to do it, you know, so that you can master how to time it and learn most importantly to take profits off this business. Well, a funny thing I noticed, <laughs> I talked about how, you know, if you've been listening to the show for, first of all, if you're new, welcome. And what I'm about to say is obviously new for you. But if you've been listening for a while, you've kind of gotten a sense of where I've shifted and my groove and my style. And I've, I've changed, but not significantly. You know, I was still doing certain fundamentals, but I was also talking about underdogs. And there have been some underdogs, but they're mostly crap. And I try not to cover crap. I like to wait for social media to die down. And there simply hasn't been anything significant. I'm going to be talking about a project today. I don't know if I can call it an underdog, but I'm going to talk about it in the lens of an underdog. But the truth is that I've always been kind of level-headed, baseline, fundamental, straightforward. I'm starting to see a pattern of a number of YouTubers out there who are starting to do more of the fundamental analysis. And I'm not even talking about graph analysis. I'm talking about news. I'm talking about bubble charts. I'm talking about, you know, trends and where things are going and they're treating it like an investment. Like some of these who shall remain nameless at one point would just simply go off of whichever token tickled their fancy at any given point. I'm not going to name some tokens, but I think you know what I'm getting at where they just, that was their focus, right? I'm actually going, I've got a lot of topical coverage and not a lot of time because I've only got a slim margin of time. I want to keep everything focused and then I've only got two episodes this week. But today I'm going to focus on this one and do a neater, 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 deep, deep, deep about some of those YouTubers who have shifted over to the the, the green light, you know, the, the light. They don't want to come back and give my credit, but for being that, you know, that that lead runner, that that trailblazer, you know, the one that's showing how it's done. Because mind you, I'll remind people, I actually have senators following Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I mean, listen, I think if I had to guess, there are certain people who listen to my show who understand this is what it's supposed to be like. And I think a lot of certain people have taken L's and it has harmed their momentum and they kind of added a little bit of spice to their coverage, you know, a little bit of something, something to uh, shift it up a little bit, get away from what we used to be doing in 2021. Not going to name no names, but one of those YouTubers is going to come up as part of this conversation later. It's not going to be on today's episode. It's going to be on a different episode. Cause again, I've only got a finite period of time and I don't want to waste your time. If I, if it ends up that I have more time left over, I'll briefly breeze it. But I think it, I think it warrants its own episode. I really do. So I'll give a quick public service announcement on the personal side. And this is just so that you're in the loop about what the hell's going on. I've been trying to figure out where to go. I think I've settled. I got one question out. The chick is out of the office till tomorrow. Once I get that question answered, hopefully it's pretty smooth sailing from there. It's just to make sure that no crazy crap happens, you know, and I don't sign something where I'm not in control. If that goes smooth, it'll be, let's see, about a third of what I pay per month, but it'll be double the home. And so then I'll be able to set up. It actually has a dedicated, um, uh, they call it a game room, but that would be literally my office. And it's like on a, it's an upper loft type business. 
Really nice windows, really nice stuff. They actually believe in carpeting, which I think, yay, Her- Hercules, Hercules. So I'm like, if I pull that off, then I'm ready to go. Everything else is good to go. And I only have a finite period of time to sort this out because I have to get notice to the current place I'm not going to stay. And I don't want to have to allow them to do uh, inspections or whatnot. There's nothing wrong with it, but I got crap all over the place. So that's what's on deck. Hopefully I'll be getting out of here, or at least planning to get out of here, you know, near the end of the month and I don't get ill again. So that's on deck. Um, let's talk about topic here. I gave numbers and the numbers correlate to something that happened. And I spec and I, I briefly alluded to it on, I think that was in the January episode or February episode, but I talked about some of these crypto projects aren't going to last. They ain't going to make it because the bear has been going on for a long time. We've had a little bit of run-ups, some pumps, nothing anywhere close to what we expected. We're pretty much down, I would say, a third of what we were. And I said that many of these projects, they're not going to hold out because they were banking on the bull run. And they were hooked into, from a liquidity perspective, the Ethereums of the world, the BNBs of the world, et cetera. It wasn't that they were doing anything. They just were benefiting from the run-ups of the coins that drove the blockchains they happened to be on. And so what we saw in 2021, for the most part, was kind of an aberration. It's kind of okey-doke, fake, smoke and mirrors. This idea that, oh, these are going to the moon, deep, 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 when the truth is they're only going up because their liquidity coin is going up. This is when roughly I shifted my mindset into if that's where the money is, that's where my money goes. It doesn't mean that I only invest in them but that's where the vast majority of the wealth really makes sense. So then I'm thinking a lot of these super rich MFers, mother fathers, you know, they're banking on Bitcoin, mostly Bitcoin, less so Ethereum, but mostly Bitcoin. And they hold that tried and true. And they expect that it's going to go up to six figures when we don't know. And there's some momentum shifts happening in cryptocurrency where there's less of a focus on trying to be wealthy overnight. And you're hearing more people online say the things I've been saying, which is diverse portfolio. You know, don't invest more than you can afford to lose. Don't invest in crap. You know, admit you're a gambler. If you're a gambler, it's okay. You know, and be smarter about your investments. Think about the long term. Take care of your people. Like you're hearing things that Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net has been saying for months, if you've listened for a while. So this got me thinking, big picture, We knew that a lot of these token projects were going to fail. I had speculated it was going to be the ones that didn't focus on strong utility. The inverse has happened. I did an episode, and this is on the YouTube side. I did, and by the way, if you came from the YouTube side, I am going to get back on YouTube. The reason I haven't yet is because I want to get my new place so I can set up a proper podcast studio for doing the show, including all the ambiance the physical because obviously there needs to be video i could do audio uploads but i wanted to associate it with video i have a vision of what i wanted and i'm waiting to get the right place so i can build it out i actually have all the supplies to trick it out i just needed the place and that hasn't happened yet so that's why that hasn't happened but on the youtube side i did a coverage about everrise and it's titled the rise with hashtag rise and fall of everrise where i was trying to understand what the hell went wrong with this garbage and You know, they did the RiserBots NFTs, but I think it was a big mistake, and they stopped focused, they stopped building, they stopped doing a thing, and apparently they had cut the whole staff, and they shifted people away, and their marketing changed, and there's a couple of defenders, nowhere near the level of 
hardcore defense that you might have seen otherwise. So it changed, and I was surprised because, again, it, it was one of my fave five for a long time. Seemed like they could do no wrong, and then they started slipping off. Very recently, I happened to be looking at my wallet, and I noticed that the price for another token that I was really strong on just flatlined, literally as today, flatlined, today or yesterday, completely flatlined. And that, that's odd because it always has some trading volume, even if it doesn't have significant amounts of trading volume, it always had some volume trading at all times. And that's Angie Eco. So then I look a little bit deeper on CoinMarketCap and in the comments box, and I hear this one commentary, and it makes a statement that's really concerning, and I figured I would reach out if anybody listens to the show that has some deeper details about what happened, I'd love to hear from you. But suffice to say, I was really disappointed in what I heard because it told me the same thing that happened with EverRise likely happened with Angie Eco, as well as some of these others, EarnHub, SafeEarn, some of these other ones. I suspect that the same things had happened to Angie Eco when I did not expect this. So the person... This is user andrea.santilli717. They said, quote, dead. Sell all your, and everything's spelled wrong, sell all your Angie. Caleb, sell the project without advice Angie's holders. Sell now because there will be a, dop in, a swap rather in LunarDAO, and you'll get only 30% of your value locked for six months. And that was kind of odd. So I do a little bit of digging here. What are we talking about, Lunar Dow? What the hell is that? And what are we talking about, 30%? What are we talking about, lock for six months? All of this is bringing back scary memories of Do Rugpull, a.k.a. Do Kwan, and Luna slash Lunk. And again, not knowing really what the hell is going on. So I do a little bit of searching, and I go to the end. The Angie Eco site redirects completely to this Lunar Dow business, and there's a blog post on this Lunar Dow. It's actually Lunar Foundation lnr.foundation if you want to check the site out and there's a post dated july 15th this was associated as well with a youtube video where these two are doing a apparently an ama it's not really an ama but they're announcing a quote partnership okay there's nothing wrong with partnerships but as i dig deeper this isn't a partnership it's basically a completely it's it's a complete <laughs> i don't even know how to describe it like in summary, what has happened that I wasn't aware of? Apparently, Angie at some point has shifted and they did what freaking Everrise did and started focusing on, almost swore, freaking NFTs, which I already knew was going to kill the business. Now, Angie, at a point, again, they were doing marketing on freaking subways and everything else, and it was coming off like a business. This used to be a panda something other, safe panda, I believe it was. They rebranded everything, everything cleaned up. I noticed a lot of traction. There was a lot of awareness. And then they extended to different chains. They were doing everything right. So seeing this after the fact, this transition to NFTs already told me they were dead in the water. And I'm I'm disappointed to hear that they did that. I didn't, I never have supported when they do that because they had everything going. The Angie swap, I thought was one of the best swaps out. It and there's other orgs that use that swap they're actually a, a co-brands so then i'm like why why would you do this i read a little bit deeper apparently the ceo of the foundation behind angie this guy named caleb smiler apparently he reached out to this other joker on telescam about a quote partnership 
So now I'm figuring, okay, partnership, I'm going to see that both sides are taken care of and you're going to move it forward together. That's not what they did. Apparently this Caleb dude just got sick of doing it, like with Safe Earn, and wanted to quit the business and sold the IP, sold the brand, sold the investors effectively, sold all the software they developed, sold everything, effectively sold out to this Lunar Foundation. If you went to Lunar Foundation, there is no hint of anything Angie left. They said that the token's going to be locked in the Dow. You're going to get a timed release over time, which of course is going to kill the value of the thing, which is why I saw the thing crap very recently, because that's what happened. They basically killed all the liquidity out of the thing. Okay, and then they're taking the Angie swap. They're essentially taking the technology underneath Angie swap and using it to finish their open projects, the lunar that they had open. So really, there's nothing going to be left of what used to be known as Angie. And I am shocked. I'm shocked to see, not because it's a bad you know, financial thing, because there's two sides of this. I'll get to this in a second. But because it's like, why would you not keep the Angie brand? And then strengthen it as in parallel to what you're doing. It's it's mind-boggling because if you think lunar, lunar what? You're not going to the moon. You're not moonwalking. What the you know? <laughs> so the Angie brand to me was a stronger brand. The Angie brand was already out there on the marketing. The Angie brand had more awareness to it. The Angie brand had more watch list presence. The Angie brand had more overall followers. The Angie brand was larger in scope and what it was doing than what this Lunar was doing. Lunar has already hit a V2, so that already harms sentiment as it was. And then you do this business. So now I'm looking at the communities, and I'll get to this whole blog crap in a second, but I'm looking at two communities. The Angie community is absolutely livid that this has happened. Number one, that they were not told in advance, and I 100% agree with that. Number two, they were not given any opportunity to chime in and say, hey, what about us here? Number three, effectively, they're going to have their value locked out. If you have any sort of money in there, it's being locked regardless of what you got to say about it, which, oh, geez, I would, I was not bought into Angie. I had sold out a while ago when I saw there were some other issues and I was going to buy back in. That's the reason I happened to notice that the thing crapped and good thing I didn't, but I can only imagine people that held the line this long because it was around for since what, you know, 2021. And then this happens. I'm, I am absolutely sympathetic to anybody who is still on the Angie side. They are absolutely livid about what has happened because it's essentially a rug pull. They can position it all they care to about a partnership that's going to benefit both sides. They can talk about how the growth of doot, doot, doot. They gave a message that said, you know, 600 holders hold the ball for doot, doot, doot. Listen, you're talking tens of thousands of holders overall, and you care about this 600 that happened to be on both. And that's part of your justification. So the Angie side, I will say, I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I, I truly am because I was one that was really strong on Angie. I felt had the right ideas and did the right things. And perhaps they just got impatient, this Caleb dude, and couldn't hold the line. And he just, he just couldn't have it. He, you know, he just had enough and couldn't do it. Fine. I'm not going to criticize him if he was honest about it. If he was honest that, Look, I just can't do this anymore. I'm I'm tired. I'm sick. I'm whatever the f. But to position it as this great partnership that's going to benefit both sides was I'm sorry a joke because all that happened 
is that Lunar took and absorbed the technology to finish its goals as opposed to benefiting the energy ecosystem. So then I go to the Lunar side and I look at their community. They're ecstatic about it. They're absolutely loving it because the stuff that was pending and sitting that they were struggling with are now already built and they'll be able to absorb those in and do something good. So the Lunar side community is actually very happy about this. Problem is the Lunar side community, I'm sorry, was a fraction of what Angie had. The awareness was no longer nowhere close in terms of, you know, central exchange presence. I would argue that they were roughly about equal ish, I believe, if not leaning towards, you know, lunar ever slightly, but it's not like a major thing. I think L bank was the one standout that, you know, Angie was on L bank and I did trade it there. Lunar is on like MEXC. It's on BitMart. It's on DigiFinex. But nobody's really trading Lunar. Lunar's been declining significantly. After it did the V2, it declined. It hasn't been anywhere close to what it was on the V1 side. It got the pumps and has benefited from pumps due to this news that just recently came out. But prior to that, it was on the crapper. It was literally crapped. And even now, it's essentially a pump and dump type pattern. It's down 9x from where it was. I'm not trashing on Lunar. I'm saying that when you look at the two ecosystems and you look at the two brands and you look at awareness and you look at watch lists and you look at everything, everything, Angie was the stronger brand. Angie was the stronger presence. Angie had the, I would argue, the better supply. Lunar has 100 million in supply. I want to say Angie was in the, you know, billions at 10 billion or something like this. I think Angie had the perfect supply for success versus the 100 million that Lunar has because the 100 million only really makes any sense when you're talking about a different audience. You got to have the right audience for this. Then, and I'll talk about this in the blog, they were, you know, Angie had like staking and everything else. Part of what Lunar was talking about is, well, we know Angie's got that staking, but you know, the US, deep, deep, deep. So they're already talking about gutting the very things that made Angie successful in the first place. And again, I'm not criticizing Lunar. I'm saying positioning this as a partnership is a joke. That's not what this is. It's a total acquisition. It's absorbing Angie and making Angie no longer exist, but we're just going to butcher and take their technology to do what we struggle to do. That's what happened here. That's what it is. That's fine. I would respect both of these people, Caleb and this other Jedi dude from Telescam, I would respect them more if they would just be honest. You Angie and uh, Caleb, you Angie investors, I don't give a crap about you anymore. I'm tired of doing this. I don't want to do it anymore. You're going to lose your money. I'm going to rug pull you. I'm just telling you straight up. I'll give you 24 hours to get your crap out, but I'm about to rug pull you because that's exactly what happened here. So let me go through this blog post because I want to be fair and then I'll wrap up here. So again, this is also on the so-called quote AMA that's on YouTube that you can check out if you want but they position this as a partnership. Caleb made it seem like, you know, we were looking for a partnership for a while and we were looking for an organization that matched what we were trying to do. I would argue Lunar in no way matches what Angie was doing because it has a different motivation and a different strategy and certainly lesser competence. The one thing I saw that was a positive on the Lunar side is that they support the Microsoft stack. They are very Microsoft heavy where nobody else is. And I think that leads to stability. The problem is I get the sense the Lunar team doesn't understand marketing. They don't understand business. The, this has never been more clear than looking at 
the fact that you're on this many exchanges because you're on three or four exchanges and yet you still haven't been able to crack a million market cap on this new one. I don't think that's a problem with the token. I think what's really happening is that you suck at marketing. You suck at branding. And frankly, your lunar brand doesn't resonate with anybody. Like the NG brand did at one point. That's one. Two, this that you just did is going to harm sentiment on the other side. I'm sure it'll support for the people that are already bought in. And I'm celebrating for them because they've been waiting very patiently for some competent development, and this will give them competent development. I don't support it coming at the expense of an otherwise good project and a bunch of you know investors who are basically rug pulled, and they're basically at a loss. So they talked about the Angie swap that's going to roll into something else, these garbage entities that's going to roll into something else. All of these different things are going to roll into their business. And they said, quote, Angie holders get to see their original vision come to life as we leverage their technology as the foundation for our products. That was never the original vision. The original vision behind Angie Eco was literally to change the world. Angie Eco was talking about doing things on a worldwide scale outside the crypto bubble. Lunar has nothing of this. Lunar is still talking about crypto bubble mentalities. There's nothing wrong with this. I'm saying there's no parallel. The only parallel is the amount of money that Mr. Smiler took when he essentially rug pulled the investors. Quote, lunar holders get to see the first vision of the decks out much sooner than anticipated, allowing us to put our attention on adding cross-chain support. So what we're saying here is we're not competent enough to get our own swap out, so we'll just buy Angie Swap, essentially, so we don't have to wait. Do, do, do. If I were an investor on the lunar side, I wouldn't take that as bullish news. I'd take that as... Well, crap, you're, invest, you're, you're inheriting technology you didn't create, so you really don't have the competency to truly improve it. So where the hell is it going to go? And I don't think it's going to go very far. Quote, AKCB, whatever the hell that is, will continue to innovate on token-gated solutions that can be integrated into the Lunar Mint platform, and I'm assuming this has to do with the Angie side. When we're talking about token-gated solutions integrated, so when we talk about integrations... Again, you didn't have the tech, you didn't have the tech competence to begin with. You didn't have the people to begin with, which is part of the reason why you even employ, you know, implore to do this. So if you don't have the competency now, why should the investors believe that you're going to be able to improve it beyond where it is? Why should the investors be confident you're not going to screw it up? Why should the investors believe that you're going to keep it secure? Why should the investors be bullish about it simply because what we're doing is we can't finish this on our own. So we took somebody else's pre-built technology to finish it. There's nothing wrong with doing this. I'm talking about the future state. How can they feel confident you can improve it when you've just proven by virtue of doing this that you don't have the competency to possibly improve it? Quote, Lunar will get to leverage the expertise of the AKCB team for building up the Plexus product. Again, uh, hey, we're going to have somebody build it for us. Do, 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 quote, both companies get to focus their efforts where they want, as in Mr. Smiler just doesn't want to do this shit anymore, quote, without compromises, okay? So now they talk about what's going to change. They say basically everything Angie is going to get gutted and killed, destroyed. They're going to turn, they're going to take the existing Angie swap and they're just going to convert it into their new swap. So it'll be the same swap. They're just going to rebrand it and get rid of the good brand and put the crap brand over top of it. Okay, all right, whatever. And then the token that they had, 
or we're planning to do on this thing. So it was a, there, basically the Angie token, the Angie coin, you know, that was cross is going to be absorbed into Lunar and this is where the DAO comes in. So they're going to put everybody's stuff into the DAO, lock it up, and then do time distributions. Meanwhile, it's going to be crapping value over time as it currently is from a volume perspective. So I'm telling you, this is essentially a rug pull because what's happened is that the Angie investors, their value has been locked away from them due to no fault of their own while Mr. Smiler gets a golden parachute taking their money and leaving because the money that Lunar would have given for Caleb to walk away, he's taking a parachute and he's leaving these people high and dry, which is contrary to all the messaging Angie has put out over the past year and a half. So that's why the Angie people are really frustrated and pissed off this has happened. Now, I will put, I'll say this, and I'm not saying this to attack anybody that's listening to this. I'm saying this as a learning opportunity. It should have been obvious that something was wrong when you noticed that on Twitter, the Angie account completely stopped responding. When they stopped responding, that should have been a clue. Something's wrong. Something's not right here. Either they were going to cut and run, as in straight up rug pull, or they were going to sell, or they were going to do a V2. Because every token project, when they go silent, it usually means something's brewing that's not to your favor. Because it's to their benefit to keep communicating with you, to keep you interested, and keep you spreading the message about Angie. But they stopped as of March of this year. That's four months ago. So if nobody ever questioned why the heck they're not responding, why are they not saying anything, I got to say, this is what you should look for. You should be always, and that's why I say when I cover, I'm looking that you're on social media, engaging with people outside the bubble because you that's how you know that's a clue. That's why I had sold out. I sold because I didn't see any activity from them. I was bullish on where they would go and I was waiting to see them kind of ramp it back up. Maybe they went radio silent for now while they rebuild. Maybe they're waiting out the, the bear, whatever. But I sold because I wanted to make sure I held a position outside of it because I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm waiting to give an opportunity to buy in when it makes sense for me. Could have been that it would have been a V2 for all I knew. Didn't know anything. Didn't necessarily trust it. Didn't tell anybody else to act or not act because it's not my place to. But I'm telling you as a learning opportunity, make sure if they're not committed. And I'm not count counting telescam. That doesn't count. Sorry, it needs to be outside the bubble mechanisms, a regular website, regular social media, not the telescams. I'm talking to your Twitters, your Facebooks, something else that's outside the bubble that doesn't require you go to some sketchy craft that they can ban you on. So let's, you know, if they're doing those things, at least they're engaging. There's tokens out there even now that are near rock bottom and they're still engaging on social media. This is how you're, this is how you do that. They talked about how, the liquidity, Angie, liquidity is going to be used to, quote, balance our liquidity across exchanges, reduce the amount of liquidity paired against BNB, and prepare for Lunar's expansion on other chains. Again, it's essentially a rug, it, actually, it's essentially a Ponzi scheme because what you're doing is you're taking money and you're building off of that money to enrich other people. So anybody who is in Lunar, that's why they're cheering and hip and hollering because you're taking Angie's investor money and you're using it to enrich these people. That's a Ponzi scheme. That's literally what it is. So here's my ultimate message to these both sides. 
I am not going to do any other coverage on Lunar other than what I've talked about to explain what happened, to explain what went down here so that you're aware more than anything else and use some of this as a learning opportunity for this business. But for Mr. Smiler on the Angie side, you knew what the hell you did. You're a jackass for what you did because you essentially rug pulled investors who followed the vision of Angie for a very long time. You can deny that you rug pulled them. That's exactly what the F you did, especially when we're describing that the Angie liquidity is going to be used to enrich the lunar holders. That's a Ponzi scheme. You know the fuck it's a Ponzi scheme and shame on you for doing that. Meanwhile, over here on the lunar side, and I don't know this guy's name, don't know his name. Apparently he goes to Master Jedi and Telescam. I don't go to Telescam. I don't know who this is. Whoever you are, you, you did what made sense for you. You did, you took the opportunity and you ran with it because you were presented from somebody who just wanted to take a golden parachute and get the fuck out. I understand your position. I probably might've considered doing the same thing. Here's where I have a problem with you though. You should have kept the Angie brand. You should have kept the Angie token. You should not be using that liquidity to enrich your existing holders because you know that's a Ponzi scheme. You know full fucking well that's what it is. Let's be honest with each other. The only reason you did this is because you wanted that money because you couldn't get it done. Your team couldn't get it done. Your token's in a shit state and you felt this was the opportunity to leverage something that was already built, already existing, already solid. And this mark decided to give you exactly what you wanted. That's why you bought in. You even said in your messaging, oh, you get reached out partnerships all the time, doop, 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 but then talk about pressed by the quality of the team, pressed by the UI, pressed by the chains, depth to the features. What you were impressed with is that this mark was willing to sell his ass to you so that you could get your stuff sorted and that made you cheer that made you excited you figured you'd go on and go and do it i again probably would have taken that mark's money too again though i would have kept angie around it's a stronger brand than yours your brand sucks because your team sucks and that's why you did the deal so since you're gonna do it admit you know what our people can't get it up we can't do it we're gonna embrace angie we're gonna trash our crap our looter holders will keep the token out there, but we're not going to spin on crappy development because we suck at it. We're just going to embrace the whole Angie ecosystem. Every Angie holder, we're going to bring you in to the family. Then what you do is you pair the two. You create a hybrid. You create a synergy between the two. You don't kill off staking because you're afraid of Gary Gensler. You build a mechanism to where there's an interplay between the two to benefit both ecosystems. You market it under Angie. You hire the people that did the Angie marketing in the first place to strengthen your own crap and you move them together forward. That's what should have happened. But because you're a greedy jackass whose people are incompetent, you did what you felt you needed to do. And I have no respect for you because you're killing the Angie brand. It's not the acquisition. That doesn't bother me. It's the killing of the brand, killing of the stronger brand. You're killing the better brand. You're killing the brand that would make you successful and you're building a Ponzi scheme and you're admitting in writing that that's what you're doing because you straight up said, you Angie investors, I'm taking your fucking money and I'm going to use it to enrich my lunar people over here. That's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. 
And if you don't like what I got to say about that, I challenge you to look up the definition. Meanwhile, for again, lunar investors, kudos to you. You're, you're getting a little bit of a pump. I don't think it's going to last. I think your project's going to have a hard time succeeding because you're dealing with incompetent people. Buying the solution is not the right answer. You've got to have the competency, and I don't think you have the competency. So this little pump that you're enjoying, I want you to enjoy it. I want you to take profits from it. I want you to benefit from it. At the end of the day, just like with Luna, it's going to crap again. I don't know when, but I don't see that your project's going to succeed because you don't have the right people in front of it. And banking on crap NFTs is not going to get you where you think you need to go. Meanwhile, for the NG investors, I would normally tell you to sell, but you can't because they locked your crap. It's essentially a rug pull. And I'm sorry that happened to you. I would just simply say it's possible Lunar does something, they change their mind, especially if any of them hear this. They may change their mind and realize, you know what? He's right. This is a damn rug pull. We can't do this to these people. And they may course correct. So since you can't do anything, I would say hold the line and wait and see and just see what they do. Play it by ear. I can't tell you to do with your money, but I am very apologetic that something like this happened to a really good community of really good people. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.